0: Welcome to the life podcast where we offer real hope to real people dealing with real life We filter our thoughts through god's thoughts and our ways through god's ways We pray you're blessed by this podcast. Enjoy the show Life Podcast. Living intentionally for eternity, people. We are here back again with our episode number seven. Completion, baby. <laughs> Jesus style. <laughs> um, this is the seventh episode of the life podcast. I do want to start off by saying bless you all so much. Um, you all have been listening. We're getting close to almost two hundred downloads. That's a blessing. Um it's more than I thought I would have by now, but by God's grace, working it out. People are listening, and uh, I hope those 130 people that listen are blessed by it. That you subscribe, if you like it, that you leave comments so that I can hear it and understand what's going on in your world. That would be great for me. Um, today, I have a very special guest, but I'm gonna hold off on introducing this guy. Um, I want to. I want to jump back a little bit to episode four. Or five, I don't know Where I talked about the truth about children So I I had had Some thoughts on that and I got pretty good feedback Some people disagreed, some people agreed But it was good, it was a good conversation Um, Everyone's not supposed to agree with everything I say Because I ain't Jesus baby But uh, (laughs) But with that being said um, We're going to start a new mini series with my guy That's sitting across from me And it's going to be entitled The Truth About Youth We are in a season where it is social and cultural chaos, and it seems like the enemy is really going strong at the young people. Like I said, I think Adolf Hitler said it. It's the only plug I would say on Adolf Hitler. He said, you know, if you want the future, you want to control the future, get the youth, get the kids because they are the future. So with that being said, I I just I'm thankful that the Lord put this on my heart. My minds, and my dad's actually, but my dad's not here but he put it on our hearts to really go after this school is starting back up in a couple weeks. As you all know, I'm a grade school teacher and I already know I'm going to be introduced to so many different things over the next couple months. Um, post COVID, this is the first real, real kind of back to normal school year, uh, without the mask and the shields and all that type of stuff. So we'll see how that goes. So in this episode, Um, We will be talking about, again, the truth about youth. And I want to work from the premise of. If you have a child or you are a parent or a leader in the church, you have the opportunity and the responsibility. To get the children under your care and under your influence to live out God's word in God's world. That's what I talked about in a previous episode. That was the big takeaway. And in order to break that down. I have a very dear friend of mine's great guy, my brother from another mother, <laughs> Jason Brown, <laughs> with me. He is the youth director at my church, First Baptist Church of Upper Marlboro. And uh it has been an amazing opportunity to get to know this brother. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. He is my guy. Love him to death, like a big brother to me. And we're just gonna kind of talk about what that looks like to walk with youth. To maturity, into manhood and womanhood, and the difficulties, but also the joys, what that looks like. So, um, without further ado, <laughs> further ado, what does that mean? <laughs> without further ado. <laughs> further ado, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause to my guy, Jason Brown. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing.
1: Oh man, it's good to uh, it's good to be here. Uh, and and I uh, man um, you know to anyone who is you know willing to listen this is where this is where you lose followers right here man like man you were doing so well until you brought on that guy um, no so thanks for having me and um, I just want to you know just you know, initially state that um, even though we are you know we were speaking through um, the truth of God's word and and um, and how then we, we parent and how we lead, um, you know, our young people. Um, I don't want to come across as, you know, a youth leader who thinks they have all the answers because that is, that is not true. Um, Mm -hmm. I'll do my best to kind of answer some questions on, you know, how we have attempted to parent or how we have attempted to, to lead, um, our students, um, here at our church. Um, but there's, there's a variety of ways, um, that people like, you know, take, you know, biblical counsel and then, and then, and then do it. Um, and we're always um, looking even at, and what we're doing and seeing, you know, is this best? So, um, you know, I'm anxious to, I guess maybe see what people comment to <laughs> and how do you do, you know, do things differently. Um, and, but I just don't want to come across as, Hey, I'm the youth guy who has all the answers because <laughs> I have three teenagers. And if they've taught me anything is that I do not have all the answers. So, so thanks for having me in spite of that.
0: Hey my brother, um I always try to get more voices on this podcast from sure. different people because I don't know half and the more I learn the more I understand I don't know. Yeah. And um you need you need wisdom and I need I need wisdom because I, I so I'm mind boggled by some of the things that I'm I'm seeing. So um as you know, we like to start every podcast with a life point, something from God's word that's going to kind of summarize what we're talking about so today's life point is from psalm 16 verse 11 it says you reveal the path of life to me in your presence is abundant joy at your right hand are eternal pleasures living intentionally for eternity amen and god has eternal pleasures at his right hand and he wants us to come and seek that diligently so that he may give us a joy that's beyond all understanding praise god for that amen with that being said jason brown yes sir my god please as i do with everyone who comes on the show please give us a brief introduction into how you came to the saving knowledge of jesus christ
1: Thanks. Uh, so I listened to your podcast with Mike Whitaker and I love hearing his story. He has a great testimony, and and that podcast was kind of all about his testimony. And and so so I'm gonna you know we want to discuss a variety of other things. So I'm gonna give you the, the short version. In that, um, I had the blessing of being raised in a uh, in a Christian home, and I was in under. Um, the g- good, godly teaching. I was. Uh, we were raised in the uh, Lutheran church. So at the age of twelve, I stood before our congregation and uh, was, had answered. You know all the questions um, through from our catechism and, and all the memory work and all of the input that I had taken into this brain of mine, and I could. Uh, Probably answer any, or not any, but like answer with confidence, um, you know, questions about what I believed about God. Uh, but when I look back at my young life, or, or you know, even life after that, um, you know, if you be- say you believe one thing and then, you know, live differently than what th- what the Bible teaches, did you really believe it at all? <laughs> um, so. Man, if I had to answer that question, it's like, ooh, I, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I am, you know, kind of one of many Christians who can look back at their life and say, I don't, I don't remember the day or the night or the hour when I, you know, claimed Christ as my Lord and Savior, and mm. I chose to follow Him. Um, I think He's been drawing me to His attention uh, over, you know, as a blessing and in His grace, you know, most of my life. Mm. Um, but He did put different people, um, different teachings like in front of me that helped steer me towards, Oh, that, no, that's what it's like to live like a Christian. So, um, when I was in high school, um, I still had you know, the influence of other, you know, other you know, great leaders and people were investing in my life, mm-hmm. um, through the church and through, and, and, and also as, you know, as volunteers or in families that I was around. So, um, I, I dated, um, and fell in love with at a young age, a girl with cystic fibrosis, which is um, for, for many um, a disease that kills um, its uh, folks with it young, Um, you know, due to uh, medical, you know, advances now, um, you know, the age that a lot of CF, um, you know, patients have now is extended. Their life expectancy is extended and and, um, that's a great blessing, Um, you know, 30 years ago, that, that wasn't necessarily the case. Mm. Um, and so it attacks your lungs. It attacks um, different systems of the body soon and it, and it scars them and it makes it very difficult. So, Mm. so this young woman passed, Oh, passed away her senior year, my junior year. And I watched she and her family walk through that trusting God the whole time. Um, and so I had the blessing and of being a witness to what, like, real faith like looked like mm-hmm. and especially um with adversity with the most adversity um, lo- you know parents losing a child a brother losing a, a sister yeah. her fighting just to breathe um, and she was a witness to our whole community i'm from a pretty small community in texas where everybody knows you mm-hmm. you know everybody knows everything both good and bad and she was a great witness to our community uh, I don't know how many of my friends, you know, be, became saved because of Jenny's life. Hmm. Um, but I, I could name several. And I know that many were inspired by her faith. And so even, even today, I've watched her. I'm still close with her family. Um, and they've had seems to have one trial after another. And yet they um, I'm watching them faithfully walk with the Lord um, in the midst of many of them. And so they, as well as others, other, you know, other youth leaders, other, um, when I was in college, uh, Shannon and I, who's my wife now, yeah. um, we, we were, uh, members of a, a small church in, uh, Marlin, Texas. And even then we had, we just had godly church family around us mm-hmm. like my whole life. And so that's how God used all of those folks to draw me to him. And now I can, yeah, now, absolutely. I I stake my life on the teachings of Christ and following Christ. Wow. So. Amen, bro. I I love hearing, I love hearing
0: testimonies. Like, that's one of the, the, because it's so different. (laughs) They're so different. Every Mm -hmm. time I hear one from hearing yours to Mr. Mike's and my dad's and other people that I've talked to, it's just such a diversity and variety and how God can call people. Some people it's just the sun just comes up a little bit more every every moment and then yeah. boom, you get in and some people it's like July 24, 4, 24 right. p.m. on the beltway exit yeah. 17. Yeah. The Lord showed me that he was yeah. going to call me. You know, like if you hear Danny Ryan who has a very Pauline type testimony, you know, it's just, right. it's just, Danny Ryan is one of our pastors here. Sorry. <laughs> but um, it's just, it's, it's amazing, bro. Yeah. It's amazing.
1: I mean, there's so many like just different points mm-hmm. when I, I can look back and, and see how like God through his church, like save Shannon and our, like, in my, our marriage, mm. um, through his people. Um, and so that, you know, he's, he, he had a lot still to teach. I was 32, 33. I don't know. It's like when I finally decided to grow up somewhat. <laughs> um, so, so many of those things, you know, having a godly wife, Amen. um, just to spur me along, like so many things in my life. I could look back now and say, God had His hand in that, mm. whether I might not have known it at the time. I can sure look back now and say, look at what the Lord has done. Look at what the That's Lord right. has done. That's <laughs> yeah. Look by his blood. We'll have a music <laughs>
0: podcast soon. You no, know? it was a song, um, the old old school black song that uh, said, as I look back over my life, I can see how your love and goodness. It, it's just a great song that kind of, you look back and you see, the Lord was there every mm-hmm. step of the way. Yeah. You ain't see it at first because you were blind, but right. now your eyes have mm-hmm. been opening you. Look, what we sing,
1: We're singing Sunday. He's been so good to me. I mean, look, and that's <laughs> that, yeah, those songs of testimony are like, you know, there to remind our, ourselves, yes. look how good he has been to yes. us. Um, So like, you know, that's when I look back at my life, I can look back and say, look at what he's done. Yeah. It's yes. been so good to me.
0: It's amazing. You have, uh, so you're married, you have three children, a, a girl,
1: two boys. Yes indeed. The girl, the oldest.
0: Man, I'm being a, grand,
1: a grandfather by the time you edit this thing together.
0: <laughs> got a grandbaby on the way. Uh you're gonna be a papa. <sighs> have y'all? Yeah, got a name. Do you, you know, know what the baby will call you? No. no I okay. I'm
1: just gonna let those things happen, I think. You know? I mean, look, kids are gonna call you <laughs> what they want anyway. So Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's, it's I all mean, I my mother is na
0: my wife's mother is Nana. My dad name is granddad or Pop. it's just mm-hmm. they figure it out. Yeah. I'm uncle. I don't even have a first name. I'm just <laughs> uncle. <Yeah. laughs> so it's, it's they, they will they right. they definitely will figure it out, man. Um but Jason, that's 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 a that's an awesome uh testimony. I also know a little bit more about your testimony and as we transfer into really talking about the truth about youth yeah. and what they're in most dire need of. Um, something you shared with me You were a football star uh, A very a Friday... like
1: football player <laughs> uh, come, <laughs> come on, bro. You on you man You're being very
0: modest bro. Like, no. Jason Brown You're okay. being very modest But it's okay I'll let you be modest For the people But hmm. You had a very Friday Night Lights Life Anybody know that movie Friday Night Lights Lights with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Right, That's a good movie. It's a really, really
1: emotional movie. Booby Miles. All I yeah. do is play football. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes. But you had a life like that. You I thought good. everybody had a life like I thought everybody's little town was like that. And then no. I moved to Maryland. I was like, oh, it's not like this here. <laughs> okay. Hmm, no, nah, yeah.
0: nah, it's not. But you had a very. um.
1: Which only means that I had a lot of pride. Does. A lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot. A lot. I thought I could do no wrong. thought the world revolved around me. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> but all I wanted to do was play ball. Yeah, and that not, not only a star, he was
0: the star mm. quarterback. Oh man, mm. you know the the, the running joke. See, in football. you keep saying star.
1: You know what people still thirty years later say? All they remember Des, is the last pass I ever threw in, in high school football. In the playoffs, was an interception. Okay, that's all. That. So that yeah, that's all my friends remember. Nice pass, Brown. Got to kick out of the playoffs. Like so,
0: yeah. It's
1: humbling, but okay. yeah.
0: it, it is humbling, you know, it's humbling. But at the same time, you know, the running joke in football is everybody know the quarterback. Yeah. Even women who don't get nothing about football, they know Tom Brady. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's that's. So what I'm saying is like for you mm-hmm. as a young person with that much influence and you can you can say it's not power, but it's power. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you navigate? Oh, yeah, how did you just navigate through so much notoriety and attention? Pretty much, whatever you wanted, you probably could have. How much of a temptation was that? Trying to be this Christian boy, but being pulled so much by the world.
1: So, I mean, I mean, looking back, I would say, wow, well, I was I was still pretty self centered and arrogant, mm. and thought I could do no wrong and all that. But I, you know, honestly, like, um, I can I can say, you know, you know, thanks be to God for for my dad. My dad was. He, he didn't allow, you know, I don't say didn't allow, he, he still taught humility. Um, he, he taught, you know, work ethic um, mm-hmm. and, and not to be big headed. And so I think even though, you know, like, you know, if you kind of like look back and you know, all those like good memories and things, um, I think I had, you know, level headed parents who taught being level headed and that that's a big plus. Um, you know, cause even, you know, even now, like my, you know, my kids are in football. Like we, we play, I love being around, you know, athletes. I, I coach uh, mm-hmm. football. Um, and so like, you can see how, you know, if, if the world just centers around you and yeah. if you're just kind of get everything you want, I mean, you can see a lot of, you know, spoiled athletes who've never had anybody say no to them or never, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I didn't like, even though I felt like we grew up with like benefits, you know, of being the, the football team and the whole mm-hmm. town came to watch you and all that. Um, I don't know there, I, I think I had good, good parents, honestly, mm-hmm. who still were able to, you know, I still had to go practice piano for a couple hours a day still had to go do, <laughs> go feed the, feed the, feed the livestock or, you know, like, I, you know, like I had had good level headed parents. Cool. Um, and so I think that was taught to us young too. So I can be, I can be thankful for that. Yeah.
0: And you you took a lot of pride in being an older brother. Yeah. You know, so knowing that um you had youngins coming up after you that was looking up to you in a sense, probably put an extra, you know, incentive to be a model character in some ways. Not to, to say, you did it yeah. say you did it perfectly. I didn't say you did it perfectly, but you 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 had a wherewithal, like a god right. awareness that it is a way I should conduct myself. And if I don't my dad might put pause on. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think that's a good, healthy. Yeah, I think he would have squashed it. Yeah, you know, if yeah. he would have seen it, and when he did, he did. You know, if he did see it, he, yeah, he would squash it. So I think that's that's healthy. You know.
0: Yeah, but Jason, you know, bro, you've coached and you've seen, you've seen that kid who has no discipline. Yeah, but he's extremely uber talented, yeah. and because he's talented, either you coach that person or you coached against them. Because he's talented, his character is so flawed, but it's it's so overlooked because he is so talented. He can run, or he can jump, or he can catch, or he can tackle mm-hmm. in football, and that just makes him kind of above reproach. And you, I know you've seen the effects of sure. youngins like that, and how that can be detrimental to their life.
1: Uh, it can be, it can be, it, you know, it can be it could be a disease on the team, you know, yeah. like if you, if you, you know, whether it's a coach or, you know, as a parent, you don't really have control of those things, but they're like, yeah, you can see it on different teams that like, that's, if you're so me centered, I mean, look, me and my buddy, Dave gas used to always coaching. We'd always be preaching like we before me, Yes, you know, um, Baylor's coach, uh, the Scott drew, he's got, mm-hmm. you know, joy. Um, the, he wants to create an atmosphere of joy, Jesus, mm-hmm. others, then you, Mm, Jesus, others, you—that's good. And I think so in so many, you know, let's say star athletes or whatever. Like it's just you, then the team, and maybe Jesus, or you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. it, it, you get things backwards, and then yeah, that's to your detriment. Yeah, it was it was an old story um, about
0: Dean Smith. I think it was Dean Smith or Bobby Knight. I'm not sure who was so <laughs> adamant that you do not put players' name on the back of their jerseys. Mm. I mean, they were adamant that do not do that because if you do that, you're taking it away from the team right? and you're going to make this player stand out. And and Dean Smith, uh, to his credit in some ways, some people may say it's foolish. When Michael Jordan was coming up, he was adamant. Freshmans do not start and freshmen do not take pictures with upperclassmen. Because it was all that because I don't want you to get big headed. And in the Bible, we hear Paul (laughs) saying... Do not lay your hand on this young man until it's time because the devil will use that pride to make him stumble. So it needs young people need wisdom. You yeah. can't give them too much immediately because their character hasn't caught up with the with the responsibility that they have. And I think that's extremely important. Just to the point yeah. that you were saying. So yeah. I don't know. That's really good. Anywho, I appreciate <laughs> that, man. Yeah, man. I told you that stuff kinda goes. See, we talk too much ahead of time. You know too much about me. You just start, you know. Yeah, I know a lot. And I just pull it out, bro. I just pull it out. So, again, um, to to launch this, Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Verse 2. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the, by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. I think with our youth, Jason, I probably use that verse the most. Mm. You have to give your brain a Bible bath every morning. Yeah. Because I know the lore of social media. And I know the 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 law peer pressure to listen more to people your age than those older than you, so I I kind of pump this into all the young people I can. Please be conformed to the will of God. How do you do that through His Word? And right. I think that's something that we try to do here up in Marlboro. And I've been just thrilled, bro, to see the youth ministry here because all the youth ministries I've been a part of before have just been fun games carnality. <laughs> I don't have nowhere else to put it. And y'all have fun. Like, yeah. y'all have yeah. games. You you work hard to make sure the games are entertaining. And that like, because we got what, 12 year old, I think 13 to yeah. 19. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. sure to like age. seventh
1: grade to seniors. Yeah,
0: seventh to seventh 12th grade. And mm-hmm. to keep that group of kids engaged, all wanting to be a part of something is amazing. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen it worked a lot. but And I'm not pumping y'all, but it's just uh, amazing to see that. After y'all come in from playing, they can hunker down and still have a desire to hear God's word. Yes, and it be taught with such conviction and and, and power. Like it's not watered down uh, messages to young people. Sure. Like it's not patronizing them. Like no, we need we can dig into theology. Yeah, you need to know the attributes of God. You need to know the history of the Bible. Like I think this past fall, we went through the whole Bible,
1: right? Like yeah, we um. Yeah, we did a what the whole Bible in what 8 or 9 weeks. Yeah, yeah. The whole Bible in 8 <laughs> or 9 weeks.
0: Um and your wife taught it. Yeah. Yeah, like she worked uh, hard on it and they did have the to whole skip Bible. A lot, but like
1: you know the the you know God's kingdom, God's rule, God's will, God's people. Um yeah, trying to you know because oftentimes like when we whether when we're teaching children or um you know our, our discipleship classes or even our, in our sermons, you know, you're you you're kind of By the nature of of the Bible being, you know, packed full, you can only do so much each week. So even like we go through the gospel project right now on Sunday mornings, that's a three-year step-by-step through the Bible, Mm -hmm. which I think is great. You know, it is. But at the same time, like, I also want to help kids or, you know, young people say, like, how is it all put together also? You know, like... You know how are these characters pointing to Jesus? How are these characters leading up to Jesus, pointing to him? Mm-hmm. How are the letters, you know, and the church like pointing back to Jesus in the New Testament? You know, so like sometimes I, I also want to make sure they, you know, our, our you know our, kids, our students understand how the Bible works as a whole mm-hmm. before you start, you know, or as you dissect it too. In other yeah. times, so yeah,
0: man, it, it's, yeah. it's ladies and gentlemen, it's been remarkable to see. It's been a blessing to me um, to see the intentionality intentions intentionality. the intentions behind um this youth group to give these children the the truth the whole truth and nothing but (laughs) it so help them god because that's that's going to be the anchoring the anchoring factor in their lives something they can hold on to meat to the bones something that sticks and i'm so thankful with that man so kudos my brother keep keep it moving man by god's grace let him keep strengthening you and uh you know, Godspeed. Yeah. Godspeed, bruh. So uh one of the questions I wanted to ask you, uh, Jason, is you you been a dad and a youth director. Uh what would you say youth are in most dire need of today?
1: Well, you know my like my, my Jesus answer. <laughs> my church answer? Jesus. They need Jesus, Des. I mean that's pretty obvious, right? No. <laughs> so um, you know, as we, uh, as, as we kind of like talked ahead about like what you're going to ask, you know, there's, there's so many answers like for that. So I have a couple, right? Okay. So actually, you know, it is easy to give the church answers. They need Jesus. So if even like, as you read that Romans, you know, passage or other, you know, don't be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what's good and pleasing and perfect will of God. Well, that makes sense. If you know who God is mm. like that makes sense if your desire is to follow jesus that means nothing if you don't know jesus okay like why why would i need to renew my mind why would i need to do anything hmm. um so so like you know the, the youth of you know today you know they have they have grown up with the ability to answer almost any question they want <laughs> they have the ability to search for any truth that they want if they have an answer to anything whether it's schoolwork or an opinion or whatever boom you type it in and you have an answer so so our our you know my kids our youth they need the truth and they need wisdom
2: hmm.
1: and a biblical worldview that can can help them shape and, and see what truth is and where wisdom stems from, because, because the world will, I mean, the, like truths are, have never been uh, more readily accessible. Amen. They can find a, a truth. Yeah. Someone's truth with the, you know, a quick search. So then well, what is wisdom? Where does wisdom come from and what is the truth? like? And and again, so like God's word is the truth. Like we have, I have, we have based our life, our our teaching, um, this church on on God's truth. And so they're in the most dire need of like understanding and grasping who Jesus is and why it's even worth following him.
2: Mm.
1: So they need they need God's truth, they need God's word. Um because without it, like you you can just jump into every other okay. truth you are, you know, every other worldly truth. Yeah. Um. And, you know, the world is quick to give it, you know, the yeah. world is really quick to give it. So um, I don't know. Is that a very long answer to what you probably expected that should have been shorter? <laughs> no,
0: bro. That was, that was, that was perfect. Like whatever, if you wanted to keep going, you could like, I, I fully agree. With, I
1: mean, they need, so those like, and uh, you know, to extend that list then. So from that, they need discipline. Amen. They need community. Mm-hmm. They need, they need spurring on. So like that question's not even, if, if you, if you weren't even talking about youth, what does man need? Amen. <laughs> man needs wisdom. What yeah. does woman need? Man, you know, so yeah. like whether, you know, insert who, insert, yeah. you know, a, an image bearer of God. Mm-hmm. What do they need? They need all those things that I had mentioned when 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 you're kind of dealing with youth
2: Hmm.
1: especially you know say the youth that we're that i'm you know blessed to be able to um help lead they're coming uh, you know they're coming from you know within our church family for the most part they've been taught god's truths but like but as, as in in these ages they're starting to learn that well my parents faith can't be mine I mean we we teach that to them all the time yeah. your parents' faith can't be yours mm-hmm. what what do you believe? it's kind of like when I was saying what I thought that I knew at the age of twelve, I mean that's all I'd been taught right if that's all you've been taught, you're gonna just recite what you've been taught yeah all of these students now they've been taught for the most part you know God's word as as truth but they now they've also been inundated with what the world says about that and that we're fools so now it's to the point where of like, oh, what do I really believe? And then what am I gonna do about it? Who does God really say that I am? And then how should I live in response to that? So yeah. so you know, in this in this period or in, in this time period of, of young people's, you know, ages, um they're wrestling with, with that. Yeah. Like, okay, I know what I've been taught and I can recite it,
0: mm. but what do I believe? Yeah. And it seems like another thing just to that, young people need, uh, they need people to be patient with them. Mm-hmm. I struggle with that. Um, being a young man, everything has to be now. Yeah. You know, so being a young husband, being a young father, it's like, impatience is, uh, <laughs> it's a killer, bruh.
1: <laughs> I just be <laughs> like- I'm an old guy. I wish I wish, oh I, wish my... I could say, oh, it gets so much easier. No, it don't. <laughs> I just be
0: like, oh my God, Why? Can we please move on? Like, can why can't you do this? Mm -hmm. And my six year olds get it bad. And I'm like, yo, get to it. And I'm starting to see. Oh man, this is more like children is like tilling the land. It's like you you plant and you (laughs) fertilize, and you just pray that something something come up. Like Mm -hmm. you just pray that through your toiling, through your toiling, and through your your tilling and. You, you, you just doing what you're supposed to do and trusting what God said, do with them that one day it may come to fruition. And that takes a lot of patience, a lot of endurance. And, um, you know, God is long suffering. I don't know what humans are, but yeah. it just, it takes a lot of patience. They need a great deal of patience. And I think everything else you said, the wisdom and the discipline, and obviously the truth, because you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Um, lies lead leads to bondage. Yeah. In slavery, yep. um, but truth, even though it hurts, right? Truth crushes the emotions at times, but even though it hurts, it's good for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's yep. good for you. Um, so, no, nah, I thought that was I thought that was really good. Um, in your estimation, how much do you see parenting as a hindrance instead of a blessing to
1: children? You know i saw that question on your page and i said what is he talking about uh so okay so i'll just jump off of what you just said like we our desire my desire as a dad is to teach my children well my desire as a dad is to reflect the image of god Mm -hmm. so i i think like the hindrance in parenting is when i do those things poorly
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like if if i'm to be a model to my children of what a christ follower is like dad, you say this, and you, you know you're you're leading, and you're doing. So, I'm honestly, easily, they could say. Then why are you quick to anger? Then why is your mouth not as good? Like, say, would you want ours to be? Or why did you just you know speak something ugly? Or why did you just gossip? Or they could, they could just point the finger all day long and say like, man, here's how you failed. So, so I think like, I think like. The hindrance of, of, yes I don't know, the hindrance of, of parents is like <sighs> trying to steer, well, whether it's a parent or a young person is, you know, I want to steer young hearts towards Jesus. And at the same time, they get to see me in full effect when I fail. Yeah. So then now on the other side of that, flip side of that is, okay, let me also then be a model of seeking forgiveness, <laughs> repenting. Let me be a model of seeking their forgiveness when necessary. Let me be a model of attempting to to love people well you know yeah. so i think i think um yeah i don't so like when you says like are you you know parenting as a hindrance instead of a blessing like two kids yeah i'm, I'm a hindrance to kids when i'm a poor model of what a christ follower looks like yeah. and that's whether it's my kids or someone else's kids your kids like if i'm doing that poorly and they think well hit that you know he's supposed to lead well um and you know so like if, if my kids were here right now yeah we you know I, I, like I've, I was talking to another set of parents of the other day and we were kind of you know as you're just I'll say things differently to my kids if you're here or not okay why because I care what you think yeah so what does that mean about what I care what they think I mean you know yeah. so in other words like I, and I think that's why we need each other too to spur one another on about you know about like you know how are, are you parenting well are you being yeah. a godly father you know and so we 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 need each other in those cuz like some for, you know for it's easier to be unloving and kind to the people that we love the most <laughs> i can be yeah. i would I, I would say things to my kids that i would never say to your kids yeah. i'll say things to my wife that i would never say to someone else you know what yeah. i mean why <sighs> because we're we're comfortable yeah. we're irritated we're not patient yeah. we're you know, mm. the opposite of any of the fruits of the spirits, the, mm. like we allow ourselves sometimes to be those things. And like, man, it's a, like, I think being a, but the responsibility of a dad says, no, you're, you're called to lead. Yeah. So let's remember what you're called to do and attempt to be better at that. And, mm. and when you fail, like we do so often, seek reconciliation and forgiveness and attempt to lead your family well you know mm.
0: yeah so that the hindrance is what you're saying is the biggest hindrance is your example as a father or as a parent
1: yeah. to your child um, i can be i can i can be a hindrance to their faith okay. and i don't want to be but i can yeah. be so is that how you meant that yeah, or did yeah. you mean it like you know maybe a little different no no i think
0: that i mean i was thinking the same thing mm. one of the biggest hindrances are well one could be you you drop your kid off to youth group and you, that's that's their church. You don't spend no time. So that's a that, I think that's a big hindrance. Like uh, well,
1: yes. <laughs> in that sense of like I like was going to get parent. to that too. So just so you know, yeah. So look, I'm just going to cut you off, and now I'm going to tell you the other things that, that that do hinder. Okay, yeah. So here's what happens when you get to the when you get to the teenage years too. And I you know if okay, so if you want your child to play the piano, yes. But you don't play the piano. What do you do? You get a teacher. If you want your child to play football, but you don't play football, what do you do? Get a coach. If you want your child to be great in math and you're not, what do you do? Get a tutor. And yeah. You send them to school. Like yeah. You, you, we farm out a lot of our parental <laughs> responsibilities because we, we're not equipped to do them. Yeah. What can also be a hindrance in parenting a young person is in their spiritual life, I'll drop them off at church and they'll take care of that too export them just yeah and and honestly that's kind of like you know that's one of the biggest things like um look even as a leader am i as you know in my two different hats one as a leader of the church and one as a parent i I can tell you i feel like i've failed more in my home than i you know maybe i have here like it's easy you know it's kind of easy not easy like i spend a lot of my time you know, planning what's next for our youth or planning the next events or planning, which really like, how much do I do that as a dad? Oh, well, that's alarming. How much am I, you know, how much am I, you know, speaking with, with other kids? I just had this conversation with Shannon this week. I've been in the homes of how many other students in these past two weeks? A lot. Yeah. How much have I had those same type of conversation with my own kids? Oof, I better mm-hmm. do something about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's a pool of like, kind of, of being in ministry and also not letting that even be a hindrance in your own family you know? No. Um, but yeah, like what you were kind of speaking of is like mm-hmm. the, um, the dropping off of kids for, you know, these things like we, we kind of say it all the time you know, in yeah. our ministry here. We are here to partner with you, mom and dad who have the primary responsibility of discipling your kids. I'm not here to take the re- to place of that. I'm here to partner with you. Honestly, when I've, I've been looking back at the kind of, well, I've been, we're trying to plan the fall and what's coming up, you know, COVID and like, you know, when you have like a pretty good program or, or you think of, you know, you have things kind of like moving yeah. and then the world turns it upside down and helps you look at things, helps you look back at like, okay, well, since we've stripped our programs or stripped our schedules,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what do we want to put back in them? Yeah, Honestly, I think that's been helpful.
2: Okay,
1: um, It's, it's helped me just, you know, know I need to like readdress some of those things with parents. I want to come alongside you. I want to, I want to have more parent oriented material events um community things come up in our upcoming schedule
2: yeah
1: um i want to be less about entertaining your kids um i think we attempt to do a good job of teaching them here yeah um but i also want to just involve families better we had been doing that for a while i think pretty well Yeah, i think it's kind of it's time to like look back at that yeah
0: yeah man um my uncle said something, you know, my uncle always oh, going to come up sure. and <laughs> my uncle. Well, uh, he's an
1: influence on your life. He yeah, should. He
0: was a big influence. Yeah. And uh, when I, when I came to the same knowledge of Christ, he was one of the people that God used to disciple me. Well, he was my disciple. I mm-hmm. became his Timothy. He was my Paul. And um, one thing he said to me was, one day he said, you know, I had to come in and I had to talk to my, I had to talk to my son. I was like, what's wrong? Which is my cousin, mm-hmm. AJ more like a brother to me I was like what, what happened he was like um I'm I'm spending a lot of time with you and don't get me wrong I'm I'm happy that God is let me is using me mm-hmm. to to bring you to more light and truth he said but I had to ask him am, am I losing you mm-hmm. in the midst of this right like I'm spending a lot of time with Dez. like you good Right. Like, you straight? And my cousin was like, yeah, I'm good. Like, you talked to me. It's <laughs> yeah. what you Go want. Go on, <laughs> <lots of laughs> <business>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, you're fine. I'm good. I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in my own lane. But um, he had to make a conscious effort to say, you know, y'all good. Mm-hmm. Are y'all okay? I don't want to lose you in the midst of this ministry that God has me in right now. Yep. I don't yep. want to lose you in that because I'm just so needful right i'm 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 burning myself somewhere else yeah like like yeah every and it's cliche bro but it's so true and so many men fail to like your home is your home the church is god's home god can run his own house like (laughs) jesus can run his house better than you you know so with that being said but that's a that's a that 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 hit home for me um that he would even sit down and make that a Priority because some people are like, Why are right. you doing the Lord's work? Right, but no, yeah, I am, but my kids still need me, Yep And you just see so many pastors, you know, have these great ministries, but you know, their kids kind of falling off. Um, and I'm not gonna say that's kids still got their own decisions to make, sure. I'm not gonna say that a, a parent can be there as much as he can, a kid's still gonna do kid stuff, but it was just a real, um, I really appreciated yeah. that. That 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 spoke volumes. He always tells me, you know. When it comes to parenting, that's what you want to be most perfect in. That,
1: it's tough that, yeah, it's tough. And you know, but... <laughs> there's a, there's there's kind of some guardrails built into earlier programming. Like, so you know, if your kids grows up in Awanas, there's yeah. some guardrails that, like, parents like you have to check. You know, if your kids memorize this, you you check your initial, like you initial where you did those things. You yeah. know. Um, And in different things, you know, even like, you know, whether it's grades in your school, like parents are like, you know, check in, they're they're kind of like, you know, they're there and they're involved and everything. So part of it's like, but then you get to like youth ministry and they're getting older and now they're making their own decisions. And, and it, it, it kind of, it can be easy. I'll just, you know, they're good. I'm good. Take your hands off the wheel and you don't really know what's happening and i just want to push back against that and mm. say no your your role is to, is to know what's happening um your role is to look i'm preaching to myself right now Amen. you know <laughs> your role role is to be the primary disciple of your children mine's just to help assist where i can and i'll you know we you me the you know the mm. the gang that that we work with they're great they're great teachers yeah. um but our role is to come alongside what you're doing at home yeah we we'll. We're like,
0: we're supplement, we supplement your Mm -hmm. primary role and praise God that we can come alongside Um, and there's countless testimonies of God working in the lives of kids despite or in spite of the faithfulness of their parents and like, you're glad you can be used, but you just know what God's desire is. He said it. What does God want? I think in Malachi or Micah, I'm not sure. What does God want from a godly marriage? Godly children. He (laughs) wants godly children. That's part of the mandate: be fruitful and multiply, multiply other image bearers. That's yep. going to live
1: out. Here we go again. I mean, his promises come through offspring. <laughs> he, like, uh, he commands. I mean, he, his promises are: I'm going to give you, I'm going to make you nations I'm of what? My people. Of my people. My people. Yeah. Know?
0: So it's 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 um, Genesis. Is it eighteen or seventeen?
1: Where he cuts know. the covenant in fifteen, and then yeah, renews it. What seventeen? Yeah, and then eight. Yeah, so. Genesis
0: 18 says, uh, then the Lord said, eighteen seventeen. then the Lord said, should I have what I'm about to do from Abraham? 18 says, Abraham is to become a great and powerful nation. And all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. Mm-hmm. For I have chosen him. This is very important. For I have chosen him so that he will command his children and his house after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. This is how the Lord will fulfill to Abraham what He promised him. That is just so simple and clear. Justice, justice and righteousness at the uh, two foundations of God's throne. Be just, be righteous. Um, uh, Malachi six or Micah six. I'm not, I said Malachi six or Micah six. God has told mankind what He desires, and to be just, walk humbly before their God. Like all those things. Like I think it's Micah six eight. Um, I think it's just that reality of as fathers, if we set our targets and sights on two things, two things, I think we may be fine. Set our sights on that man from Nazareth, Jesus Christ. Set your sights on him and no one else. Be like him. Become like him. Grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And in turn, teach it to your children. Yeah. I think that's our two greatest cause now we can we can get into what we our duties as um church members and leaders in the church but it's 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 know him know your wife know your children if, if we could just return to that in some way not only does it men as a man I'm starting to see I like simplicity. I, I do not work well with don't give me 48 different things to do at once. It's gonna
1: be uh, bad look like uh, look men are unitaskers okay <laughs> for unitaskers I can focus on this one thing And then maybe, maybe later, if you want another little thing, then then (laughs) I want to, you know, (laughs) I've seen this uh... (laughs) one pastor or... (laughs) Pastor, speaker, slash comedian He talks about his boxes. You you open this box, and you do what's in that box, then you carefully put that away. Boxes don't touch, and then you open. Whether as, you know, women are more like multitaskers <laughs> and have a bazillion things going on. Yeah, we, we tend to be, you know, unitaskers. Yeah, like on the, the age-old women,
0: spaghetti, yeah. men are waffles, That's put right. the syrup in, yeah. and it goes in mm-hmm. compartments. Spaghetti is kind of intertwined everywhere. Yep. It tastes good, yeah. but it's like, it's a lot going on in there. And, uh, it's a lot. And that's why that's why I'm I'm starting to see um and 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 it's harder because it's mundane and you usually don't see the fruit until later. Yeah. So to get discouraged. There's no instant reward. There's no instant rewards. Yeah. No instant gratification. And I think it's discouraging. Men need a lot of care, encouragement to yeah. make it through this like a lot. Yeah. So when you don't see it and it only frustrates you and then you try to will it to work, but that's why we got to keep going back to the Lord. Um and I think the Um, I hear this from men all the time they say and I I get what they say and I try to learn to not beat up men so much But they say, you know, well, you know, there's no game plan. There's no playbook on how to raise children Hmm. So how do you
1: push back on that?
0: I would just say, you know God's word Mm -hmm. I would say God's word. I would and I would specifically say the book of Proverbs (laughs) Uh, To be the the catalyst for my argument and how God says, train up a child according to the way to go. So that when they grow old, they won't depart. Interesting. Something interesting about that really quick. Um, in Hebrew, you know, the terms are, they read right to left, not left to right. So to train up a child in the way they should go so that when they grow old, they won't depart from it actually is a warning. Right. And not a command. Not a, not a promise. Yeah. So it's more so... In the Hebrew, it's do not train a child according to its bent because when they grow old, they won't depart from it. So it's more of a warning of a child, a young boy, because you know that the Bible is addressed in a very masculine way mm-hmm. he, him, mm-hmm. boy. And so the natural, the Bible lays out that the natural progression of a young boy, if you leave him towards his bent, is selfishness. Anger and um, uh, immaturity. Sure. Our laziness. natural bent is sin.
1: Yeah, like laziness, left, yeah. Left to ourselves, we're just sinners. Yeah. Left, left to, to ourselves, ourselves.
0: We just, we're just just fleshly. Exactly. So when I heard that, it's like, oh, man, that explains my life. <laughs> yeah. That explains my entire life. Yeah. Just left to yourself without any loving correction. And right. Loving. Yeah. Control co- correction. You just start to see, man, if they would have only read the playbook, <laughs> now I still got to take, take responsibility for what I did. But you just look back over your life and say, man, if I would have known that, maybe I would have been a little different. Maybe I would have went a different way. But, you know, God's sovereignty always restores us, you know, and I, I, I was pondering this idea. I say, you know, sin makes us what we ought not to be. Jesus makes us what we ought to be. Yeah. And I think constantly being to my original point set your sights on him your wife if you marry and your children and i think from there god will expand everything that he wants to show you but
1: and and, and yeah. you know god gives us very direct commands as mm-hmm. as his people as 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 leaders um if you think through like. Oh, man. You know, it's easy to look back on uh, on God's people, you know, yeah. in the Old Testament and be like, how could they have possibly done that? Mm-hmm. You know, when God commanded them, teach, you know, remember everything that I've done. And then what? Teach them to your children. Yeah. When? When you wake up Beshear. throughout the day. When you go to bed, bind them. Make them, you know, make them, make this the, the primary thing that you do. Uh, Deuteronomy 6. Maybe this is the primary thing. Love, love God and what? Teach your children. Teach your children. And how many generations did it take for them to not know God? How many was it? Boom. Immediately. One. One. A generation later, they've forgotten. Look, I mean, and God had just put on like full display, like (laughs) his you know, sovereignty and power (laughs) over creation and of this world. And over their enemies and what he had brought them through. But like again, like when I said it's easy to look back at you know them and be like, look how they failed. Well. Mr. Brown, are you, you know, being reminded and then reminding your children what God has done, you know, as when you wake up, as you walk through your day, as you're, as you're riding in the car before the, you know, as you go to bed, are you, are you doing that? Are you remembering and not only remembering, are you teaching your children what the Lord has done for you? No. I mean, I think that's Tony Evans said something I love. He said, you know,
0: the Bible was written. um, It's a German word. Um, Zitzelabon 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 Yeah And what that means Is that the Bible Is written in the Minutia of life hmm. These were real people them mm-hmm. were real things yep. In real life So the yep. Bible Was written In a relational Fellowship way Now obviously It's different parts Of the Bible That's different Like the songs right. Is more poetic You got all those things But Zitzelabon Is in the Minutia of life So when you read The Shema um, Deuteronomy 6 4 All the way through I think like 12 you will see that God is intending for a parent and child relationship to happen in the minutiae of yep. life. It's, it's not. <laughs> Paul Washer says like, it's not the quality of time. It, I hear people say, he say, I got to spend some quality time with my kid. He said, but that's wrong. It's actually the quantity mm-hmm. that makes the quality better. Like yeah, does your world
1: revolve around this?
0: Yeah. Like it's, it's not about, it's not The special moments comes out of many moments mm-hmm. with them. It's not just this... Now, you'll have your mountaintop experience sure. with your kids, but it's more... Every day is pretty mundane. How was your day? Just loving them and talking to them about their everyday thing. Those are the things they remember.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I have to learn that. It's not always about the high moments. It's not always about the Instagram reel and the <laughs> thousand-like video you may post to your daughter, whatever it may be. It's not always about that. Uh, me and my wife call it Instagram parenting. Yeah, You know, our parents be...
1: Well, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to put on display for you yeah. how I failed. I mean, yeah. I'm talking about it today, unfortunately, but, but like, yeah. like normally, you yeah. know, yeah, like I'm not gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna show you the, you know, the disasters.
0: No, yeah, I'm show you how like successful this man. was awesome. Yeah, I took them to Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. like got pizza. Look at me, like, but you're not putting yeah. up how you slapped them 48 times yeah. upside the head at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. But you know, I'm not saying you need to. That's not. But anyway, I'm just saying like it's the it's the. Minutia of life that I think the Lord is getting to Um, to your point Psalm 78 says um, we will not hide them From their children, but will tell a future generation The praiseworthy acts of the Lord his might and the wondrous works of his he has performed And I think that's a good (laughs) a good thing. That's uh, Psalm 78 4, but you can read one through four and it's just saying You know, it's this constant passing down of yeah. God's mighty acts, letting them know and giving them—here we go—a biblical worldview. Set the Lord before them continually is what David said. Yeah, you need to give your kids that and, and be honest about your testimony, where the Lord has brought you from, how He's helped you in those times of dire need. Like kids need to hear that. Well, in and a real think, tangible way,
1: like that's that's how we got His Word. That's how <laughs> this book was written. Like even even in the passages that we've already just mentioned. I mean. I don't know how he's. You know, some people just operate on a different twenty-four hour day than I do. But like Moses is leading these, you know, people through the wilderness and trying to care for them, and you know, like Mm -hmm. they're they're carrying on and complaining everything, and he's he's writing down like the minutia of biblical history, for for first books, you know, Um, when even you know, okay, you know, keep keep going. We're 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 getting the recordings of of you know why the people had the judges. How how the people chose or you know told God they wanted a king. So you get the kings. Like fast forward, you get the New Testament. You like you get the book of, of Acts. This is how the church was built. Then you get yeah. the letters to the churches. These are, you know, letters written to the churches. Those these are in some way, even though you can look back at them and say, like, man, look at God's handiwork in that. In some form or fashion, that was what was happening yeah. in Moses' life that day. Yep. That's what was happening in David's life that day. <laughs> That's what was happening as Jesus went to the cross. Yeah. That's what happened as as, as Paul's, you know, a, attempting to shepherd mm-hmm. his, the church. Yeah. Like those are extraordinary yet mundane daily lives of of Christ followers.
0: Yeah. It's it's the it's the
1: and that's the hard part of life.
0: It's the minutiae it's the mundaneness. And yeah. that's what we need to learn. Um that's a big part. Anyway. <laughs> All right, here right, we we're gonna get some testy stuff now, we're gonna get some testy stuff. Some church leaders in recent um, articles that I've read um, have recently come out in opposition to youth ministry, um, saying that parents need to be held more accountable for their children. How, how would you answer those people being a youth director?
1: Well, I thought, um, you know, if I were just to say, Nope, this is the way you should do it, then I mean, that's pretty arrogant on my part too. <laughs> so, and honestly, like I'm not, I, um, I don't know exactly who, 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 you're referencing. I'm, I'm reading a, a book on, on Bonhoeffer right now as a youth leader. And mm. it's helped me kind of like even steer, you know, my thinking, which then helps steers, you know, our church's thinking on, you know, what, what's best for our kiddos. So, um, I guess, you know, my initial response is like, what is the, what would you say are there reasons for their position?
0: Yeah. So a lot of it will be what I said earlier, like a lot of carnality within youth groups. Nothing's really being, there's no heavy theology kind of patronizing the children. And um, it's, They just saying it's not very successful Mm -hmm. Um, and that you don't see youth ministry anywhere in the Bible. You don't see anywhere in the Bible a call towards a youth ministry. Um, And I think they will point to it as being unbiblical.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think I could necessarily, you know, argue with that. You're right. Like, there's no, you know, it doesn't say, you know, youth pastor, verse three, six, you know, know, do this. And so, um, you know, rather like, so... I could see, I could see where, if you look at, let's say, you know, let's say America's like youth culture right now. And if you look at, let's say statistics and things and like how many youth like leave their churches um, Mm -hmm. every year. I mean, i look at those things often. I'd look at each senior class and, 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 or, and look at the, you know, the classes ahead that, that we have been part of discipling and, and, and trying to look at like, oh, well, where are these students now? how could we have done things differently? So I think if you're not willing to look back and see and think, well, what, what are we doing? Well, what are we doing poorly? What could we do differently? Then you're probably just on autopilot anyway. And, and you need to like, you know, it's helpful to, to stop and rethink what you're doing. So I would say like our, you know, I think I said it earlier too. If, if you create the drop off mentality, Mm -hmm. drop me off your kids and I'll get them saved. If that's, if that's something that I have helped to create, then I would say that I can agree with those people. Mm -hmm. I would say that if I'm creating a space that says you leave me your kids and I'll educate them, then I would say that then, then they have a good ample reason of saying, then you should stop doing that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I'd be okay with that. If, if our program was just about you know, pizza nights and playing and games. And if that, like, then I would say like, you're also right now backtrack. Do I do some of those things? Absolutely. Yeah. Do I try attempt to create an atmosphere that, you know, students want to be here? Yes, I do. So if someone was to say, well, that's like terrible and wrong, then I'm like, well, we should probably sit down and talk about that. They'd have, they'd have like an ample footing to, you know, to say, mm-hmm. ah, I think you're doing this wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I don't think I'm trying to save them to that. In other words, like I've heard the statement made a lot like, you know, what you save people with is what you're saving people to. Yeah. And I think that has some power. And if I'm saving students, saving them, if I'm saving them to pizza parties and camps and just ecstatic fun then and if that's what they think you know the church is that's what they think to expect us then yeah then i can also be doing a disservice to them because i want to help teach our kids that this is what a, a family of believers is like mm-hmm. i want our youth group to be a part of our church you know so so i would say like yes like we we separate our kiddos for a variety of things um we separate them on sunday mornings for yeah. their subject classes mm-hmm. um, we have specific uh, nights of organization, you know, we usually meet Sunday nights to teach the kids. Even in those things, I think I shared with you earlier, you know, um, having a bit of a time of our schedule, our calendar being on pause and helps yeah. you like, look at some things. Um, just even, you know, each year we kind of review. All right. What do we want to do? I don't want to be on autopilot. I think looking forward, I want to have more time with parents. Yeah. I want to, have, I want my, my job description to have more time and, and I'm attempting to, I've been in the homes of parents more in these past couple of weeks than, than I have in a, in a while. Um, I want to help reiterate that I'm here to be a part of your kids discipleship and not like the primary. Um, I want, I want our church, I want our youth to be integrating in serving with and fellowshipping with our church. So like, honestly does like, you know, as long as nobody's listening to this, we we might change some things. <laughs> you know, there might be some things moving forward. Yeah. I, I'd like to have our kids um, shoulder to shoulder with more of our church. Okay. You know, uh, in the past, that's kind of why we we did some of the like service events that we've done. Like we yeah. we want to have events where we serve our older saints. We want to have events where we serve our moms and dads. We want to we want to have events where we serve like the the young people. And I think one thing is like not, not only just serving them, but serving alongside of them. Mm. You know, like. Um, You know, oftentimes in the church, like the youth group, can be seen as also like the little the free labor. I need my yards done. Jason, can you have the youth do this? (laughs) I need X, Y, and Z. Jason, can you? You know what? Like uh, my response lately has been like the the kids will come and serve alongside some men if y'all want to do that. Okay. The kids will come and learn and walk alongside some women if y'all want to do that. But like. I'm I'm called to come help you. Yeah, I'm called to come serve my older saints. I'm you know you and I, like we're not off the hook. No, and I don't want our I don't want our young people to be seen that way either. You know, like Mm -hmm. well let's let's walk alongside one another and serve one another, dude. I'm I'm thankful for how we have so many of our kids who serve in our nursery. I was about morning. to bring that up. <laughs> we have, you know, we just went on a, you know, one of our, our trip this, this year was gathering, was around like serving and serving like, and they did a good job. Our, our kids have been working, um, with projects for Mike Whittaker who you just yeah. interviewed, like and trying to, you know, do some things around the church. Um, I want to make sure we're doing more of those things and, 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 and perhaps a little bit less of segregating to ourselves. Yeah. So I think, I think you can do it. And in a, in a healthy way and still be a help and not a hindrance to them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, Whereas I, I think as these other pastors are saying, nope, that's all a big hindrance. Well, I, I can see where they're coming from. Yeah. But then, then, you know, then they're, you know, yeah, I, I can see where they're coming from. And at the same time, I'm like, I, you know, this is currently what we're doing and, yeah. I'm, and I'm not opposed to like looking at how we're doing things differently. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And
0: I'm that's. <laughs> it's interesting especially when it's coming from people that you respect Mm -hmm. you know my testimony about you know how influential paul washer was in my life um hearing the gospel so uh when you hear someone like that have such strong opinions Mm -hmm. i think it's a preference i don't think it's i don't think it's mandated but if Uh,
1: he he might you know like if if you're seeing though if you're seeing men not take that responsibility as parents if you're seeing you know moms not taking that responsibility if you're seeing youth fleeing the church yeah well, something's happening right so what what is it so you know it's looking at something and saying look there's a problem yeah and if you look at like the youth leaving churches you know when they're old enough too, that's a problem so how do you how are you part of the solution <laughs> yeah you know yeah that's why it's
0: it's such a it's crazy. Sidebar: mm-hmm. Does it take a village to raise a cat? Raise a
1: child? Uh, I don't know.
0: I, you know, <laughs> I love that question because I'm like on a total. Most people do not agree with me, but I want to hear what you want to say. <laughs>
1: yeah. So I, here's, okay, look, I'm gonna give. You, I I know that I need you just even to, mm-hmm. to to keep myself on track, right? Yeah. So then I know that I need the church. I need to be a part of the church to 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 spread me and my family on. So I would say in that regards, yes. But like, which village? Yeah. So, so if you were to ask, so I would say, yeah, to some extent, yes, we are, we are created to be relational, Mm -hmm. but this is my village like this, not, not the walls of this church, but like this church that you and I are a part of, Mm -hmm. that's my village. So I, I need this village to help raise my child. Yes. Okay. Do I need, I live in Lothian. Do I need Lothian's village to help raise my child? Nope. Okay. Do I need this County, Prince George's County to help raise my child? Nope. Nope. I need this village mm, the
0: most those who you
1: covenant yeah. with mm-hmm. I like guess a covenant um, to so that's that's my very quick not well thought out answer but that's fine, but I put that's you on the <laughs> I, I
0: I mean you better than me cuz I just say I just say no yeah. it does not take a village to raise a child it takes parents to raise a child yeah I like I I'm still a stickler for that um and, and I, what I mean by that is to clarify I'm talking about a child's primary influence yeah I'm not talking about well, you say that. Are well, you going to say that when you need a babysitter? No, I'm not, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. No, right. I'm saying a child's primary influence yep. should come from their parents. Yeah, I agree. Well, what about the kids who abuse? Well, we're not talking about kids that's abused. Why are we going to extremes to prove this point? I'm talking about in a healthy family, mm-hmm. whatever you want to define healthy as, the primary influence on a child should be from their parents. And why I think it's true is because it's such <laughs> opposition against that in our world. Sure. From Disney and Apple. Bro, I just heard the other day that Apple, if a child is like 13, they have to give consent to their, their adult parent to put a code on their phone. I was like, what? Is that real? And oh, it's a, man. It's like a you're about real to get thing. me started on a <laughs> lot of I'm not things. we are about do to do take it. a tangent. So. We'll <laughs> I'm not going to do it, but I'm like, is that a, is that a real thing? But it, it, it's a real thing, yeah. And I'm like, that's that's what makes me hold even more to it, because I'm like, man, it's such opposition against giving parents full autonomy over their child, which I think the Bible says. Um, and, and I'm gonna say it again, like <laughs> people get offended, but I'm like, kids, general, and when I say they don't know nothing, I'm not saying intellect, like they don't know two plus two, but they don't know how the world works.
1: Yeah, they I think don't. one of the I think one of the hardest jobs as a parent and you have young kids, it's been the hardest job as, my, as a, one of the hardest jobs as, for me as a parent is filtering out influences that, you know, are detrimental to the kid that mm-hmm. to your kids that like others would not see as detrimental.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's hard. It is. Cause you, 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 because they're
1: easy to access more, more so than anybody has ever, you know what I mean? Like access to anything you want is pretty much immediate now. Yeah. Um, you know, I still, you know, I applaud parents who who delay for at length to give their kids phones and screens and, um, and just in all that time, because like, as soon as you do, man, that's like open Pandora's box. Yeah, it does.
0: And it's a, it's two things. Kurt Camp, Kurt Cameron has a little documentary called Connected. Really good. I would have, so Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, I would people, if you care about your children and you care about like how Screens are affecting them. Read, listen, okay. and watch. Watch that documentary. is really good. And then Kathy, Kathy Koch. Um, she has a book called Screens and Teens. She's mm-hmm. a doctor. That's yeah. a really, really good book as well, if you want to have more clarity on that. All right, Jason Brown. Mm. What areas of struggle or difficulty do you see most in the life of young people? Is there a difference between young men and young ladies' struggles?
1: So kinda thought through a couple of the things and so see where I have a like so man in in the past uh, I would have said I think that the difference between young men and young ladies was um like there was a, a a bigger chasm in between those two things. Yeah. Man, today I'm less I'm more hesitant to say that it's that much different. Um and that's part of me thinks that's unfortunate. Uh, or Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it kind of stems back to kind of what I was just saying. Um, you know, it seems like at earlier and earlier ages, um, our students are hit with, you know, other worldviews, other, other things that are presenting us as true. Um, our language today is being altered from, like the top down like the kind of the elite down the the people in the know down the government down like you know lang our, our our words that we use are being changed like daily and and we're being kind of like told taught that if you don't adhere to these things well then you're 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 bit you're a bigot you're 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 in the wrong you're in Neanderthal. you're thinking from like you know an old line you're outdated you're mm-hmm. this you're that and so like almost like kind of pushing like back on it and you I mean, you know name any number of those things and and that's true like you know what what's a man what's a woman we no. we can't get uh supreme court justice to tell me what a woman is okay so like without and without taking this completely no, political for- but mm-hmm. i'm saying but like these, these are modern day like world views that are being presented as you know you we're going to teach this we're gonna, you know you believe this and if not then you're part of the problem, and here we are. Like we're, you know, again, we kind of know that we're 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 told by Christ, that like we're we're you know we're we're fighting upstream. Yeah, but the stream has a lot of currents and it's really really strong, and and our young people are just even even more so inundated with it. You know, um, at, at earlier and earlier ages, um, kids are are presented with shown addicted to pornography, yeah. um, and that that. Used to be what I think, you know. In the past, we would say that's more of a male problem. Yeah, and it's not the same, really. Yeah, it's not the same. Oh wow, women, that's- young women, passing it, sharing it, addicted to it, watching it, um, mm. just and and it's like earlier and earlier and earlier. Um, and you so, mm. and I think that's you know again as as the old guys like oh, this place is just going to you know <laughs> and like you know what, but like it is like in that like access to those things. I mean you know, access used to be tucked away, you know, magazines, maybe that your dad had that you or you know, whichever, you know what I mean? Like, or you might know the kid who has them, you know what I mean? It's not a thumb, it's not a click away. Nothing was a click away. Mm -hmm. Now anything's a click away and I can hide it. I mean, I can hide it from my parents. I can, you know, like, so, so many things can be done in secret and yet so accessible Whereas like things in the past used to be done in secret and you can hide things pretty well. Mm. So like, so on on one hand, right. When things are brought to the light, you can also bring things to the light. And like, you can help address those things. Again, I feel like I'm talking to younger and younger students who are inundated with uh, sexual questions, sexual desires, sexual, um, sexual and, or like, you know, gender ideas that are unbiblical. sexual addictions. Mm. And again, it's just, it's, it's earlier and it seems like more prevalent than it ever was. Now, granted, I mean, young people are prone to desire sex. Sex is a good thing. (laughs) So like it's a, it's a godly gift that, and you know, so like we're wired in one way, but like the access to so many things and the teachings on so many things now, you know, like we're just, you're just confronted with a lot these kiddos, these today are confronted with more than I was. So I think in that part, it's like, that's, that's harder to deal with, especially if you're unwilling. Now, look, I have tried my best to teach my kids that, that we are and will and can talk about anything. And yet like, look, I'm, you know, I'm the, the youth pastor whose daughter is, is having a baby next week, Yeah, you know, out of wedlock. So yeah. I'm not saying any of these things to say, Hey, I got all this, you know. We we did this right. Look at my family. Nope. Yeah. We're loving my daughter and going to love you know through this. But like you know, whether it's my child or others, you know, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm helping to deal with a, a lot of people hurt yeah. by sexual sin. Yeah. So, that's I
0: mean that's that's what first came to my mind when I dealt with when I when I talked to young people and um, the more I talk to them um, those stories are just devastating yeah. on the things that you know chasing the things that they've done. They've Mm -hmm. actually gone through with, I I would like to say I'm not shocked, but I'd be, I'd be, I'd be kind of shocked, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. It
1: is. You know, when you're sitting in front of a young person, you're trying not to like have your jaw on the floor, you know?
0: Yeah. Sometimes like, I I would, I I would dead eventually just to be like, I I don't try to show it mm -hmm. at all. Never try to show it. But in my mind, I'm like. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't thought some stuff, mm-hmm. but by God's grace, he restrained. And, I'm, and this does not make me better than them. Yeah. But just to see, like, you know, James says, you know, when sin has a chance to grow, you become pregnant with it and then it gives birth to death, which is a reality. That's why um second 2 Timothy 2, 22. really good. It says I flee from youthful passions yeah. and pursue righteousness, faith, love and peace, along with all those who call on the Lord from a pure heart so it's not just throwing off it's also putting on right and youthful passion isn't always just sex it right. could be laziness no, sure. it can be not taking responsibility it could be not growing into ma- maturity it's not always um sex but i agree with you bro when it comes to um when it comes to sexual sin um but i mean you came up uh 70s Eighties? Yeah, was Seventy uh,
1: five, born seventy five, so like teenage years, you know, graduating. Yeah, eighties, oh, 90s.
0: Eighties, yeah. ninety, yeah. So the 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 <laughs> I'll put it like this and then we can move on. Everything that happens in the physical world was preceded by things happening in the spiritual world, right? Um and I, I only say that because, you know, we don't fight against flesh and blood, right. but we fight against principalities and cosmic powers and spiritual powers that's strong. And when you see like the grip of sexual sin it's a level of and i don't know where you stand on like demonic influence and stuff like that but i think when you see it such on a big scale like you got to think that that's definitely in there when some of that stuff is just the evil the evil and some of the stuff that you see on like sites it's Mm -hmm. just just evil it's just pure evil um and and
1: once you're caught you know it's like I mean, it's like the, the hooks are deep, Yeah, you know, the hooks of, uh, the, the pain is deep, you know, like yeah. sexual sin has a way, like, you know, if you, if you talk to uh, a young woman who's, 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 you know, been, been raped or, or mm. you know, like those, those hooks, th- those, those scars are deep. They, they, they cause much later damage, you know? Mm um if if a young man or or woman is you know addicted to 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 pornography it's like it only grows I only need more of it only need different kinds Hmm. I only need it's like the hooks are just they're very deep Hmm. you know and they're almost like I'm I'm helpless well no you're not but is it really hard yes it is oh yeah it it it's like um
0: I, I mean I've experienced pornography obviously and and that thing uh every every man i talked to they'd be like yeah it just seemed like for our generation it was it was um 11. ever seen like everybody mm-hmm. my generation first time they saw some pornography or some pornographic images was they was 11. Mm-hmm. and usually if that's not checked <laughs> you know i know my friend tells me he told me a story that still sticks with me he said you know he had a best he has a friend that's like 60 years old he's still battling with pornography and it scares the death out of me mm-hmm. Like it scares the life out of me, and and like, wow, because that I mean, Corinthians says sexual sin is different from all sins because yeah. it's sin against your own body. Um, you don't need um a tool to get high off of that. You don't need to go out and get something to get high right. or to get drunk off of. It's just in there. It's innate. Yeah. Um, and I think it just shows what why I'm, it just shows with. When young people are caught up in pornography, I don't lose all hope because when they get um misery brings people to their knees. and when you see misery and all you can see is down, all you can do is look up, yeah, and when you look up, you see a savior with his hand out, <sighs> yeah, reaching, saying, "Where's your accusers?" Yeah, you know, um, it's much mercy in the face of Jesus Christ, yeah, and it's much grace, yeah, but in order to access that, you must humble yourself and you must understand that you desperately, desperately need him. Yeah. And yeah. that's not a one-time thing, obviously. No. It's a, it's a keep going to, the, I love the phrase, keep going to the foot of that cross and looking up on that, that blood state man, because there is where you kill sin. Mm-hmm. When you, you nail it to the cross, you nail it to the cross and you know, the reality is Jason, this could kill me. And I'm not talking about, well, and that's just, like, you know, the, yeah. uh, 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 Oh,
1: Owen, be killing sin yeah. or it's going to kill you. you. Yeah, exactly. You know? And like, Man, do you really grasp that reality? Mm. Like, this is killing you. This, this, <laughs> is, this is it. You know, do you grasp that reality though? Yeah. No, yeah. do I all the time? No. You read in right? Bonhoeffer has a
0: <laughs> he has a real good quoting on his book. I'm just going to kind of message Bible that joint. <laughs> <laughs> Simplified, he says, you know, in that moment of sexual sin and temptation, the devil doesn't make us hate God or Or, uh, you know, despise him. What he does is make us forget him. Mm -hmm. Did God really say? Yeah, it's a forgetfulness of Mm -hmm. of God. Why You're so fixated on this desire that you just forget that God is everywhere present at the self-same time. That he's always, always looking. You know, and not a looking, I'm going to catch you. It's a a looking of um, delight he delights in every intricate de- detail he wants fellowship yeah. with you um and, and, and you're
1: uh, turning your back on it yeah like, and, and yeah
0: and you and, and <laughs> one pastor said uh when unbelievers when sinners sin against god they sin against god's law when believers sin against god they believe they sin against god's love mm. right oh, so galatians god. says uh when you sin it's like you're nailing jesus back up on the cross right um yeah the same cross that brought humility like, and shame you know yeah.
1: should you just send them more no heavens no no but yeah it's just it's a reality of yeah. you you
0: see but you only get there through misery so some people misery may become you so wrapped up in this thing that you get married and you don't tell your spouse or even she knows and you end up losing your marriage and your kids because you can't so you keep succumbing to this temptation which is indefinitely i mean i think 75 percent of people who watch porn Daily or as a, a habit, they lose their marriages. It's just going to happen. I don't know. I don't know all the right. research behind it Why but it breeds selfishness and we know in any relationship of loving relationship you need to be selfless, not selfish And uh, I repeat this all the time if you want a, a, a relationship to flourish and prosper pursue Selflessness if you want to kill a relationship and choke the life out of it pursue selfishness yeah. And um, I think it's tough Proverbs 5 22-23 uh, through 23 says A wicked man's in- iniquities Will trap him He will become tangled In the ropes In the ropes Of his own sin He will die Because there is no discipline And be lost Because of his great stupidity <laughs> To your point Do you understand How deadly this joint is? Yeah That sin You know And that's why Ephesians says That sin shouldn't even be named Among y'all that one like that literally personifies our current world in the book disciplines of godly man he says we live in corinthian we live we live in corinth the church is very (laughs) first and second
1: corinthian everything (laughs) around you know our young people everything about around us is is telling us how wrong we are yes everything around us is saying you're holding on to like old like things for the sake of tradition um you know your your book is is man oriented of course yeah. it's going to say that you you know what i mean like and so and so you you can hear you can hear the wrestling um in, in some young people about like man they're, they're being taught so many other things um and and the and the bible is just it's one of many things that they're that they're being taught in their in their life so is it is mm-hmm. it the most important yeah. has got has it taken root has it you know has been taught clearly has it has it has it grasped their attention mm-hmm. to where everything else is foolishness wow and only then will will then then it's only then that you can say no to those things <laughs> if the world is saying this is this is good for you your parents are idiots your friends are telling you this. Like, it's it's only if you see, if you can taste and see the goodness of this yeah. book, if you can taste and see who Jesus is, that's the only reason you turn those things away. Because half the other things that, that you like that make you feel good, yes, like you know, yes, you know, n- name a vice that doesn't feel good in the moment, exactly. Not many, I mean, in other words, like you know, a vice of mine isn't going to be to harm myself, yeah, the um, vice. If I'm going to, like, run to something for comfort, it's going to, like, either feel good, taste good, you know? So, like, so what is it about it? Wh- what's better? What makes that? What makes me patient? What makes me abstain? What makes me wait? God, you have to believe that God has something better for you. At, at
0: his right hand is like eternal. Yeah. But just and, and that's the... Again, we are talking as men who have not arrived. Oh, no. You know, Gosh, no. we have not arrived. I myself, people. <laughs> hey, man, that's why I, I don't, I make it a point not to teach much yeah. on this podcast, but just to listen and talk to people. Oh, because you let me just
1: try to act a fool. understand? <laughs> yeah, teasing. because
0: I, I mean, I still I still feel the effects of, of that. And I remember thinking in the youth, like, I, Something that feels this good should not be wrong. Right. That was just my mindset. This just should not be sin. It feels too. It feels so right. Mm-hmm. But Proverbs says there's a way that seems right to a man. But in the end, it's his destruction. Destruction. So this is this is the reality. Here we are. This is why we need an eternal perspective, Jason Brown. Yeah. Because we have to see what God sees. Because what happened going back to Genesis? She saw. She looked. She thought things through. She saw that it could give her wisdom. It looked good, felt good, even gave her some sense of, I can be somebody. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh, here we go. I can be somebody if I do this. You know, and and with girls, I've seen in particular talking to young women, older women, um, they seem to be willing to do things for someone who they think are going to love them.
1: Yeah. And that's and, I, I, and I think that's things. where you know and when you said the question between like is it any difference between like the girls and guys like i you know i don't know when i think in the past it's like you know in the past like say girls who slept around yeah. had a bad name and you, knew my, you know my or you knew who they were or whatever you know what mm-hmm. i mean guys were like they're the heroes yeah. they're the champions oh look what <laughs> i did you know um and so like i i don't know if like the like but I think like girls, even their self worth or what they would be willing to do or send or photos of themselves uh, somehow, like, there's a part of me, I guess, just even as a, as, a, as a man, as a, you know, I just want to be like, I don't understand. Look, look, we're not going to understand women, right? But I just like, I just don't understand how you could hit send. I can't understand how, hmm. yeah. like, you know, why why you're putting yourself in that position where now that you know you're hitting sin and everybody has you know this picture of you seductive like you know i don't you know there used to be i think a bigger difference in then what what i don't know i guess it's like you had lower expectations yeah guys are gonna get in trouble but the girls they were better you know what i mean (laughs) like uh no i think they're just they're just wrestling with things differently you know um but but that's just that's hard but Jason having
0: three daughters yeah And knowing how I was at 13 till, till, (laughs) knowing how I was, bruh, it's something about the manipulation factor.
1: Yeah.
0: For a man that's like, let me see what I can get her to do. And women are willing to do things to you and for you just because they like you. And, And they feel as though In some ways, they're trusting you, you know, I almost tear up because it's just like I've done that and been down that road so many times, bro. And it's just like it's now at 29 where I'm like when I see or, you know, think about pornography, it's just like this is so oppressive and wrong, you know, what I mean, to watch. And I think that's just the Lord doing something in my heart of just like this is just so wrong. You know this is just so wrong, and maybe it's because I have daughters now. Maybe because I'm in a, I don't know. But it's just like the the things that I, I've seen young ladies and older ladies willing to do yeah. for men who have no interest in them or yeah. don't have their best interest.
1: No,
0: um, it, it it's I don't. It's just sin. Like yeah. I, I, I not I mean, you can't explain, and you never yep. wrap your around, wrap your head around sin, but. It, it it burdens me. Um because I was such a predator to women. Yeah, for God to turn me into a protector, that gotta be his work. That gotta be his work. For to get me to stop praying P R E Y I N G on women and right. start praying. Yeah, it's different when you're a dad
1: of a daughter, especially. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah. Like you don't it, it
1: just it is different. Makes you, um man, makes me think back to, yeah, me as a young person. Just mm. <laughs> my God. Yeah. It was, you know what I mean? Like, just, and uh... e- even going kind of, you know, how you started this, like you're my young life. I probably had, you know, like I was, uh, a, an enough of a young man where like, you know, parents would, you know, want me or, you know, like not want, like, you know, if I was like taking your daughter out, you'd probably be comfortable with that. But like, you know, it's like, I just, again, like in, until God like just captures your attention, there's, there's something for you to wait for. I have something better for you. how, how do I, I look? I'm asking my kids. I'm I'm, te- I'm asking things of my kids that you didn't to do. follow God <laughs> that I did not do, and I have to tell them that we are asking you as parents. We're asking you as 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 a as a you know biblical father to do things that I was unable to do. You know how hard that is yeah. and humbling that is. Yeah. And at the same time, it almost makes you want to lower your expectations. But yeah. I don't want to. Mm. No, I have this expectation of you, and I think rightfully so. Even though I didn't of myself, yeah, that stings. Yeah, it does. And uh, but but
0: but Jason, the the the, can you imagine David talking to his children? <laughs> can you imagine how that talk had to yeah. go. Like, well, son, you know, don't do this. Well, dad, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, son, don't also don't 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 lie. Yeah. Well, well, dad. <laughs> um, well, don't you know just. Just, you know, stay pure because, well, dad, don't have more wives, don't yeah. have more than one wife. Well, yeah. dad, you know, mm-hmm. it's, 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 but I'm sure he still talked to them about it. Yeah. You know, and some people say, you know, David was just a failure as a dad. That's, I mean, uh, be careful how you judge.
1: Well, you know what and I mean? we're I still gaining wisdom. Yeah. I like, mean, I'm gaining wisdom as a father. Now you will continue yeah. to, um, you know, by God's grace, like you, and There are things that you will do. You will look back on your young parenting life and say, I wish I had done that different. And, you know, I mean, if you, if we didn't, if we were all just complacent all the time, like we wouldn't be, we, you know, we wouldn't want to, I don't know, change how we're doing things. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just so much. It's so much there. I mean, just talking to you today makes me rethink everything I've done in my life. Thanks a lot for this. It's, uh, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's been, um, it's just a lot, uh, a lot to deal with, and um, but it's good though, Jay. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's it's encouragement because we are talking about things that people don't. You know, they they can they may have some, they may have some restrictions. They may have like
1: things that they want to do better, but
0: well, they won't. they My, my, to my encouragement
1: to other parents is. Talk about these things. Yeah. Talk about these things to your kids. Talk about these things with other parents. Like, talk about these things that you think you can't talk about. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. And yes, you better. Because somebody is teaching your kid. That's what I keep telling parents, you know, about sexual sin or about, you know, the look, somebody's teaching your kids these things mm-hmm. so it had better be you but
0: to that point again yeah. of you should be the primary teacher and influence exactly. of your child because exactly. if you don't teach them somebody will somebody will somebody will yep. love that yep. um nature hates and absorb and abhors empty space yeah so they will find a They'll way. Fill it. yeah so uh last thing mm-hmm. on my brother uh is how difficult hasn't been raising three teenagers <laughs> The same time, but on the back end, on the back end, yeah. what are the biggest
1: blessings? So you, of course, are hitting me in the midst of three <laughs> life altering events that will all be taking place within like, you know, well, right now I'm living, it. Yeah. I am living the dream maybe or the nightmare, <laughs> depending on which way you think about uh-huh. it. So. Within a week or two weeks, my daughter, Faith, will she'll be having our baby, Aurora. So, right away, I'm, uh, you know, I'm too young, but I'm going to be a grandparent. (laughs) Um, In that same week, probably, uh, my middle son, Austin, will be going off to college, going to Liberty. Um, And then just yesterday, Tyler got his driver's license. (laughs) So, Uh, and got a car yesterday. So my insurance just went through the roof. That's a different story. So, uh, yeah, so you're, I am, I am on the cusp of three. And and even with Tyler, he's changing schools this year. There's a lot of, you know, just change. So, um, yeah, we're in the midst of, wow, a lot of uh, like very large changes, brother. Um, and people are like, yeah, are you ready for it? I'm like, are you ready or not? I'm like, here we are, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, so you know, I, I uh, you know, Faith's story is her own. I will I will tell you, you know, when when Faith told us that she was pregnant, um, and not to even just you know overdo mm-hmm. you know or elaborate too much on, on her story, but like, you know, mm-hmm. the the father's not in the picture. Um so we she told us that the night we came, that we all collectively came back um, from our winter retreat, our winter youth with youth retreat. We're up on the mountaintop high, you know, of being away with our youth for a weekend, been just communing with each other and Jesus. Uh, get back on that Sunday afternoon, tired, you know, weary, and Faith sits us down to a dinner and um, says, "Mom and Dad I have something to tell you. I'm pregnant." And so we went from our mountaintop high immediately to my kitchen floor making sounds that I've never heard myself make. Um, you know, so we went from top of the mountain to laying on the floor, wailing. Um, so now, you know, here we are, you know, nine months later, Mm. um, attempting to love our daughter. Well, um, love each other. Well, um, I think God has helped us to, um, communicate and work past, you know, the initial shock and trauma of it all. Um, I, w- I want to love my daughter. I want to love her, you know, through this. I want to love this, my grandbaby. Um, uh, you know, I want to equip my son to go out into the world, to go out to college. And I want to continue to equip Tyler to, um, you know, we're putting him in a, in a public school this year, which, you know, we've, we've done private school. Now we've, we've done that. We've run the gamut. Yeah. We've homeschooled. Uh, then we went back to a private school and now we're in public school. So he's got a different community of friends that he'll be making, you know, some of that he already knows. Um, so, each of my kids is very different. That's kind of weird, you know, too, when you're like looking at your kids and like, how did y'all, you know, how'd y'all, you know, grow up in the, under the same house. You have all of our, you know, our <laughs> genes and you're so different. <laughs> so each of them is different. They communicate different. They communicate with us different. Um, so like, I, I I think that's a blessing though. Like, look, if everybody was wired and geared like me in my house, you know, loud, my house would be, it'd be so loud. Um, so, they have still, uh, they've, they've each been a blessing to us. I'm, am we're proud of our kids. Um, I'm proud. I'm, I'm proud. Like, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to have my daughter back at my home.
0: Yeah.
1: A couple of years ago, I wouldn't have said that a couple of years ago. I'd have been like, it is time for her to leave. <laughs> yeah. You know, she's going yeah. off to school. And it's time, you know? So God has a way, God has a way of, uh, allowing us and, and helping us love one another. Well, um, through what's a pretty big trial you know yeah. um and and we'll see what he has in store for us and we want to love one another well through that um so uh, you know it has been a blessing watching my kids grow up very differently um but honestly like I, I hope we have equipped them to you know i hope we've equipped them to live godly lives worthy of the gospel and we still want to keep doing that. I'm, you know, I'm, I, you know, I, we don't, I guess, stop doing that. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Um, he just kind of has given us a couple opportunities. I got more time <laughs> with my daughter now. Um, but yeah. Um, I don't know if I really answered that well. No, you did. No, that's no, kind of fun. how
0: Faith is how old? Uh, twenty. Faith is twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin is eighteen. And Tyler sixteen. Oh wow! Two yeah. two two. Yeah, I yeah. It out. two years apart, man. <laughs> boom boom boom.
1: You know. Okay. Yeah. No,
0: that's um, that's a no. That's a perfect answer. Um, that's a it's perfect tough, answer. tough, you know. But
1: but like I said, I think I told you earlier. Um, when people, you know, when when our kids were little, people were just like, "Oh, you just wait, you just wait till they're teenagers. You're gonna hate that." you know what? Like, it is a different set of trials. It it yeah. is. I have I've loved our teenage years. Yeah. Like. If anything, you know, the, the, if anything, the yeah, hardest, the hardest part for me as a dad is I want all their attention still. Like, I hate it that they can go work out with their friends now. They used to have to do that with me. I hate it that they can go run around with their friends. You know, now Tyler's gonna have his own car. You know how much he's gonna need me? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. So, like, honestly, like, I, I we're again, I, I am, I am not my kid's friend. Like, I'm, I, yeah. I have not parented in a way. That they, like we want to be their best friends, like especially early on. But the older that you get, if you have a good relationship with them, they they are like they're they're the people that I want to hang out with. Yeah, They're the people that I that I want to spend time with. They are in some ways that friend that I want to go do stuff with. So then when they don't want to do stuff with Dad, I feel kind of rejected. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. so part of that now part of that now is like oh that kind of stinks, you know. But it's yeah, all
0: right. Right. i mean yeah. one of a beautiful thing uh, my cousins one is 33 and the others 29 he'll be yeah he's 29 and they still you know their parents moved to florida mm-hmm. and they still make every effort to be there with their parents yeah. and that is a beautiful thing because i don't know a lot of kids like that mm-hmm. so most kids i know can't stand their parents yeah um for just a lack of relationship sure. you know the parent i did what i needed to do to get you alive and We're fine. Like, we don't talk. Let me see my grandchildren. That's about it. And to hear your relationship with, and to see it, brother, I mean, people who listen, I get to see this on a um, consistent basis, to see the respect that you've garnered from your sons. Now, I don't really see you around faith, but I know that's a really good relationship. But I see you because Mm -hmm. when you've grew with your sons and I've been to football games with you, and all that. but to see the respect that you've garnered from them. Um, from the outside looking in that's what i look for i want to join the youth group if your children didn't respect you bro yeah. and i'll let you know that yeah. immediately well, like, that's why it took me a legit, while to yeah. be like yeah i'll do it because yeah. i had to see yeah. okay you're the leader you have young boys how do they respect mm-hmm. you? because if you're a man that does not garner respect from your sons um righteous respect not they're scared and terrified of you but righteous controlled love and respect I'm not going to follow you. And I think,
1: you know, (laughs) Shannon and I both had the blessing of, of parents who, who we spend a lot of time with. Like I'm used to being around my family. I'm used to my parents being very involved in my life. My dad is like one of my best friends. Now we communicate. Like, I feel like a lot, you know, Um, he like, we weren't always that way, you know, when I'm young and I'm like hot headed and, you know, like, I don't want to listen to him and whatever. But like, you know, I've kind of, I've, I, we were, I was, I was used to my parents being, you know, just a part of my life all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm, used, you know, Shannon, we, I, you know, that's why I think it's so comfortable to live up in Maryland, but that, that we live around Shannon's family. Yeah. Like we're, I expect, I expect them to be a, a big part of my life. Yeah. Like I expect to be a big part of my kid's life for forever. They ain't getting rid of me, you know? So like, um, and I think we've a made that clear and we've worked towards that Yeah, where I think we, yeah, we, we enjoy being around each other. Yeah, man. Know?
0: That's, that's uh, God's grace, man. Mm-hmm. When they grow old, like there'll be these fruitful vines everywhere. That's what Psalms promise. And that's what the Psalm promise. And I just think that's a beautiful thing. That's my prayer for, for my daughters. Um, and I get to see it a little bit with my nephew and my little brother mm-hmm. that they still want to be around me sure. and they, they all strong yeah. and I'm all fat now, and they, <laughs> but we still just, we, we just enjoy each other. Every yeah. time we are around, it's just, we relive that time. And then it's not. I'm friendly with them, but it's still a chasm right. there. But as they continue to grow and mature, they will become friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah. They become different, and the older they get, when they start having kids and they get married, then that's a whole different relationship. Now I can talk to them on that level, so it's gonna be really good. Um, this mm-hmm. was good, my brother. This I, I love you. <laughs> You're
1: gonna it, have man. to go you, back and edit a yeah. lot. That guy talks way
0: too much. <laughs> no, man. This was this was this was um, great. Um, one last thing I want to ask. Mm-hmm. What would you say to parents that feel as though they they they've lost their team, like they they are they they come and they just have no connection with them, and they earnestly want it, and they feel as though they've either done things or their child is just unresponsive? What will be the one thing, if you can narrow that down, the one thing you would encourage them with?
1: Well, I well, maybe two things. No, okay. but like. <laughs> Uh, well, I would remind them that nothing is ir- 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 irre irreparable, yeah. ir- irreparable.
0: irreparable, irreparable, nothing's mm-hmm.
1: irreparable. Um, if we believed someone to be so bad that God will never save them, I mean, how many people have re- we've written it off and then like, boom, God saved. Yeah. you know like so God is still in the in the process and in the midst of working miracles. Mm-hmm. So if your relationship with your child needs a miracle, God is still in that business to pray pray, lean on him, pray. We, we meet myself included, tend to not be either, either we don't believe in the power of prayer enough to make it a bigger part of our lives. Or we just like use the excuse of being so busy that, you know, he's, I don't have to go to him and I don't need to lean on him. Um, So I'd say like pray and lean on him. And the second thing, and, and as far as about being irreparable That can also lead to, well, then I'm just not going to do anything about it. It can lead to apathy. Okay. So if you think something's like too far gone and you just quit, well, then you're not giving it the second chance. Yeah. Like you, you as a parent may need to even a forgive yourself and then seek forgiveness. Um. Or you, you know, you need like, you know, it's easy to kind of point at other people's laziness or other people's excuses. You need to like let like go of the excuses and stop using them and go like seek out this relationship. Go seek out like your student or your, you know, your kid. Um, and don't use the excuse of, well, it's too far gone. Because I mean, if God has proven anything, nothing is too far gone. Amen. But we believe we believe the lie all too often.
0: Amen. Thank you, brother. Mm -hmm. I think that was so great because we do give up, especially men. Yep, Men give up a lot. So that being said, we got some people (laughs) cutting the grass in the back. Cue the mower.
1: Cue the mower. They're trying to tell (laughs) us. We got
0: some people cutting the grass in the back, Mm -hmm. so we're going to let you all gizzo. I appreciate you all. This has been The Life Podcast. Jason Brown, say bye to the people. Thanks for having me. Bye, folks. (laughs) Peace out. Peace out. Next time.
1: Peace.